So uh, free side hustle idea. Don't do side hustles. They're stupid. Welcome to Make Before Break, the podcast about the struggle in doing meaningful work. My name is Angelo, and uh, I've been diving into iOS development again. It's great. Swift 5.1, yay. And with me, as always, is... I'm Frank, iOS trainer and honorary Autobot. How's it going, Angelo? It's going. It is really just going. Um, I... um. So, uh, as I mentioned in the intro, like I've been kind of diving back into uh, writing in Swift, writing writing iOS apps and 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 such. Uh, I spent the like the beginning of the year just kind of like re-upping my knowledge of Swift. You know, I went through a mm-hmm. bunch of Paul Hudson's books, uh, which I'll link in the show notes. Um, and now I'm, you know. I like to read up on topics. I think that's really great. But when it's practical knowledge like programming, I don't think this is especially um, rare, but I I do a lot better when I'm actually building a thing, you know? Absolutely. Um, Yeah, yeah. And I I mean, I haven't touched Swift or UIKit or whatever um, since the last uh, release of her one of my ios apps that's on the store that was like october 2015 or something like that um, oh wow <laughs> yeah 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 so like i think i wrote that in swift 2 and then you know there was um that whole change from swift 2 to swift 3 where everything broke <laughs> Indeed. so yeah i opened xcode one day and got that message about like upgrading and i'm like okay let's try this and see what happens and just errors everywhere and yeah you know it's it's a bit it's a bit misleading right where you hit like okay let's upgrade and then you get like a thousand compiler errors and you're like this isn't this wasn't much of an upgrade no No, not at all not at all i mean and the other thing is that the app still works it it's okay you know um but uh, lately I've been thinking, oh, you know, there are some new features that I've been wanting to add and maybe make the the uh, the UI a little bit more adaptive because it doesn't, you know, fully stretch out to like an iPhone 10 or 11 screen or whatever. So, okay, let's, let's tackle it. Um, and something I've been doing, uh, I... I would say that since the beginning of February, well, no, I exactly since the beginning of February, in fact, I have been uh, spending about an hour a day uh, rewriting the app from scratch, from scratch. It's not a big app, so, you know, that's not that big a deal to say, but it's kind of like, as I tend to do, I just like to wipe the slate clean and start fresh, <laughs> whether we're talking about OmniFocus or apps. I just, uh, yeah, clear out the debt and, and get started. So that's been kind of fun. That's been a lot of fun. Well, what I think is even more fun is what you've been building around this thing. 
Yeah, well, uh, what I've I've been doing is that every day as I uh, tackle a little piece of the puzzle, um, I write a, a blog post that I post to angelostavro.com, my, my, my personal site. Um, and sometimes that post is just like a, a couple of paragraphs and sometimes there's like extensive writing about like here's what I'm running into as an issue here's how I've solved it uh here's what I did yesterday here's why I broke everything you know <laughs> stuff like that and it has been kind of like a daily log of the small steps that I'm making and that's in fact I, I wrote up kind of like how that's been going um on on Saturday I think the 15th you know, as we get to the middle of the month. So I've been doing that um, like a daily diary uh, for all of February with the goal of not spending more than an hour a day. And by the end of February, having a functional, um, functionally complete app, uh, meaning like no, you know, no custom design, no custom animations, nothing like that. Just like it works and um, it uh, is pretty much replicating all of the features plus maybe one or two more of the current shipping version of Per. So that's been cool. Yeah, I find this diary thing really uh, interesting. So you've been writing a post a day and how, like, do you find that helpful? Like, does it help you, um, I don't know, like identify issues or help you like mull over problems or what, what do you think? Yeah, um... So I think a couple of things have come together to help uh, with doing this work. Uh, one is that I, um, okay, by because I have already stated for myself that I'm only going to spend an hour a day, uh, I never bite off like a huge thing like let's completely, I don't know, let, let's come up with uh I don't, give me give me something like big and, and and hairy to work on it's a simple app so there's not really very much uh but but you know it's kind of like okay today we're just going to implement uh like a very quick and easy spiked solution uh view controller and then tomorrow mm -hmm. maybe we'll uh, refactor that to pull out one of the views and then maybe you know like i'll create one data model or whatever so it's little baby steps and that's great because it it's never this big overwhelming task that i sit down to and by writing about what i'm doing what i'm learning it, it tends to stick in my head a little bit better and i close every um every diary entry with what i plan on working on the next day and that's really, really helpful because it means that, you know, today when I sit down at my desk to work on this, I'm going to spend one hour. So I know it's not like going to be uh, going down a rat hole. Mm -hmm. And I already know what I'm going to be working on. So it's not like uh, there's so much to, to, to tackle. What do I do now? It also gives me the ability to go back um, and, and just review what. I was thinking and stuff like that. So um, as a, a log of what I've been doing, I think it's way more useful than like commit messages. <laughs> I think mm -hmm. it's way more useful than, you know, leaving comments for yourself all over your code. Uh, 
and that's been that's been really cool i really like that the idea of like setting up the work for yourself for the next day because it means like that you you can sit down at your computer and you hit the ground running right like you're already in there and you know what you're going to work on yeah i find like speaking for myself like my most productive days have been the days that i've planned the night before right Mm -hmm. like those always tend to work out better where you know you look at your task list and maybe uh uh (laughs) i find like a less ambitious version of myself decides what i'm going to do for the next day so i don't bite off more than i can chew and then the next day i just you know have to show up and do the work and there's also this um this thing about planning your day while you're like just coming off the um being already in that zone mm-hmm. really works well you know yeah you're already because... in the context of work and all these things are are still top of mind absolutely and so as you're working over the course of the day maybe you notice oh I really need to make sure that I tackle this or, you know, I am going to also make sure that I wrap up this particular task that I'm working on at a point that makes sense to pick up from tomorrow or Mm -hmm. whatever. Uh, So that's, that's really handy. Um, And it's something that I've been putting into practice, you know, for almost two years now with my uh, journaling, you know, where I try to make sure that I uh, log what I'm doing during the day um to some degree like a a lot of times there's you know uh stuff in there that's just kind of like what's going on in my life or whatever but one thing that i always do is i um at the end of my workday, i write out what the top three tasks are for me the next day you know Mm. uh whether that be like work related or um, some other side project or, you know, whatever. So, uh, that's been very effective at keeping me productive, uh, which is nice, you know? That's good. I'm glad to hear it. I'm glad to hear that this thing is, is moving forward. Yeah. And as I alluded to, I think in the last episode, uh, it's kind of been forming into, a a set of text files that I use as a system um, where I pull together kind of like a a daily log, uh, pull together weekly retrospectives, um, some like very project-specific update logs and um, like an outline of a to-do list, you know, Hmm. um, in a task paper format. And and that's been really, really nice. which I intend on on writing a little bit about. I'm only using that for one project right now, but it works well, and I I'm I'm planning on expanding it a little bit further. Um. So yeah, yeah. Um. I don't know. There's baby steps, right? Like baby steps are are what you get you to the goal without overwhelming you. And I I think that probably the fact that I and posting these diary entries publicly also keeps me a little bit accountable. You know, I don't want to break the streak. So mm-hmm. I haven't posted anything for today. We're recording on Monday, the 17th of February. And I haven't posted anything today, even though I did some work. 
So I got to like write something up and, and, you know, put it down there. Um, but yeah, it's been, it's been cool. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm liking this though. It does feel like I, it, well, it forces me to slow down, you know, which is a good thing, I think. Right. Yeah. Good stuff, man. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what about you? What, what, what's, what's been new with you? So last time we talked about the stream deck. Yeah, right. Um, someone on Twitter uh, mentioned that <laughs> mentioned that they had a stream deck for, for sale, right? Like new in box, he never ended up using it. Okay. So like I get I'm like, wow, this is destiny. I get in I get in contact with him. Uh, and I'm like, yeah, you know, I tell him I'm interested in buying it. Um, then we look into shipping. He lives in the U.S., so we look into shipping, and I think like the cheapest he could get was something like fifty dollars U.S. of shipping. Yowza! So I said, "Screw this! I'll buy it on Amazon." So I ended up getting a stream deck. And <sighs> is it everything you hoped it would be? It's pretty cool. So I haven't had time really to set it up. Uh, but I essentially have one button set up right now. So okay. I press a button and it launches, it, it essentially launches my keyboard maestro macro for the podcast. And what does that do exactly? Remind uh, You've talked about it in the past, but remind me. Yeah. So what it does is that it closes all of my windows and then opens Zoom. It opens QuickTime. It opens Notion. It opens all of the things that I need to be able to record the podcast. Right. Cool. Uh, it switches my microphone, all all of that stuff. It's awesome. Oh wow! So, uh, with that said, yeah, and I found myself so like I've been trying to set it up, but it's been a little bit difficult because it's it's like this open ended tool, right? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And I find that like I run into this a lot. Where I'll pick up a new tool, like say Drafts, for example. We were talking about Drafts last time. Right. Amazing app. So I've been using it for a couple of weeks now. And mm-hmm. it's been working out well. But now I'm starting to like run up against uh, the problem that I had in Ulysses, which is I just have too many files. And like organizing this is a little bit overwhelming. Yeah, I know exactly what you mean. And but it's good I'm, to know there's like a hardware version of this same kind of like <laughs> you know. Hey. Uh and and so like there are a lot of tutorials out there, you know, that will talk about like specific commands or like specific um ways to use applications, but like I feel like mm-hmm. I want like a little more hand-holding, you know? Yeah. Like in the past maybe I had more time to, you know, explore different workflows and stuff, but now when I start using something like the Stream Deck or Drafts or I don't know, any other app that is as open-ended, mm-hmm. I kind of want to I kind of want someone to show me their workflow so I can take that and then modify it as opposed to starting from scratch. Yeah, yeah, I know exactly what you mean. 
Does that um, make sense? I, yeah, I think so. And uh, I will point you in some directions, perhaps. Not for your stream deck. I'm, unfortunately, I don't know uh, very much about that at all. Uh, other than it looks pretty cool. Um, <laughs> uh, but I, I do know exactly what you mean. And it it reminds me of... like There's a series of books called The Missing Manual. Mm-hmm. Which is, you know whatever software application you can probably think of maybe um there's like you know excel the missing manual or garage Pages, band the missing yeah garage band the missing manual whatever uh i don't know how extensive the, the the series is but it's basically somebody that walks through like how you do things in the in in garage band or excel or whatever i am um, that's helpful that can be really helpful but when it's as open-ended, uh, to, to use your phrase, uh, a tool as something like um, like drafts or like OmniFocus or whatever, um, it's really handy to have something um, or someone, as you said, to like just guide you through it and say like, okay, here are some use cases. Here are ways that you can tackle this, you know? Um if you're coming from just like I make a to-do list and you jump into OmniFocus, it's overwhelming, right? Mm-hmm. And even I, uh, like I, I had switched to things for a little while and then came back to OmniFocus. And I just bought a subscription to um, learn OmniFocus for like three months or whatever it was. And just like consumed a pile of uh, guides and tutorials from that site. Um just to get up and running and it, it gave me a lot of great ideas because there was a reason i left omnifocus um was just that like it felt like like too much infrastructure you know and yeah to like I, I needed an omnifocus project for dealing with omnifocus it felt like in a in a way you know yeah because, because there's was... so many there's so many little knobs that you don't and like if you don't see the point of them then they all they do is get in your way yeah exactly exactly um, and you know, like lately I've been turning down my reliance on OmniFocus specifically, although I think I'm going to go back, uh, to that, um, just because it felt like this is too much that I've got going on that maybe I could be somewhere else, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I-, I hear you. I understand. Yeah. Like another manifestation of this i find is uh in the way i use vim like i love using Mm -hmm. vim when i use vim to edit text i feel like a freaking wizard like i'm like you know zipping around the file and it feels amazing however i've only ever used vim to edit like individual files at you know like like one file at a time so whenever i get into a project uh that's not ios and i try to use vim i find Mm -hmm. that you know my workflow completely breaks because i have no idea how to use vim like in a like a a multi-file project let's say so how to like easily switch between files or you know find for example like this class which is probably in some other file things like that yeah i know what you mean and again, you see, like, those those are the workflows. Like, those are the things that people don't teach. Gosh. I'm going to take a little, uh, uh, like, side 
um, sidebar. Yes. Uh, offside, aside, whatever. Anyways, uh, how did you first, what was your first introduction to Vim? Oh boy. I think, so my first introduction to Vim was working in Ruby. Mm-hmm. And so I, we were in university uh, and I was working okay. on like the API part of a Ruby app. Okay. And even know. that, even that was one giant file. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, massive uh-huh. uh, API controllers. Um, right. So I, I asked that because I know the reason why I only know how to like open Vim, make some changes and, you know, GTFO is because I would use, I would SSH into a web server, make some changes to like mysql.conf or whatever the file was. I don't even remember anymore. You know, just like making some changes to configuration files, either mm-hmm. in Vim or Nano um, through SSH. And then, you know, like saving and hoping that I didn't completely hose a, a website. Um, so I never needed to like, work on an entire code base right right it was just like configuration files and whatever and i know that vim is like uh incredibly powerful and capable um but it's just not something i ever thought about so you know that's uh, i was just curious if that were was a, a similar reason for you um but uh for your your single file approach to to vim yeah, i'm, well, I'm you see with for, you though like but, i like a ui for that that, that that is kind of my my issue with Vim, right? Because so I use a plugin in Xcode called XVim, right? And this runs like directly in the Xcode editor. Mm-hmm. So all of the like text manipulation is Vim, but then switching between files and stuff is all done with Xcode shortcuts, right? So that means that when I'm working on like an iOS project in Xcode, all I need to do or all I need to be able to do is to edit, you know, a single file at a time. Right. And all of the navigation stuff is kind of like outside of the purview of Vim. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So today I learned that there is a uh, keyboard shortcut for switching files in Xcode. And that's cool. (laughs) (laughs) No idea. Hey. Uh, like I kind of figured there must be, but uh, yeah, um, I just realized that they finally got multi-line cursors set up in in Xcode, so that's cool. Um, it's 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 one of those. Uh, I keep yeah. I keep waiting every year for for Vim mode. Now that I have now that I have friends that work on Xcode, I'm like, hey, is this the year of Vim mode? Yeah, yeah, it's the year give me, of give um, me that native Vim editor. Exactly, the year of Vim Vim in your Xcode. Uh, it could happen, you know, whatever. <laughs> I'm not holding my breath. <laughs> no, no. I think they have other priorities. Maybe they could get code signing to work a little more seamlessly. Hey, um, but coming back to like the idea of guides, I think that this is kind of like an opportunity that a lot of people um, don't think about uh, if you're looking for a side hustle. If you've been working on something or with a tool like Drafts or like Vim or like whatever... And you, um, you know, just write all that up in like a zine or a guide or whatever. Um, people will love that. 
you know. And uh, I guess Max this Sparky. is. Yeah, oh, I was sorry, gonna go say. I was gonna say Max Sparky does yeah. this right. Absolutely, and Max Sparky, uh, David Sparks, uh, who uh, hosts the Mac Power Users podcast, and uh, along with many others, um, or I don't know how many others, three maybe. Automators Anyways. focused. Yeah, yeah. Very um, prolific gentleman. <laughs> yes. Uh, so he's put out a bunch of uh, like. There's an OmniFocus field guide there's a drafts field guide a shortcuts field guide there's a gift wrapping field guide if that's you know like something that you need to brush up on um there you know plenty uh or there's julia evans that creates all kinds of zines uh related to stuff that you know um it's more web development related stuff and like terminal commands yeah digging into you know like http status codes and stuff like that if mm-hmm. i remember correctly um a bunch of good stuff uh so this is something that people are looking for so uh free side hustle idea don't do side hustles they're stupid but free side hustle idea if you if you're looking for you know something and you you you've developed some expertise in sketch oh my goodness sketch is a you know i'd love to learn you know uh, power user sketch would be amazing sketch for developers uh sure i think that's called paint code <laughs> so yeah um write guides they're really helpful share share what you know i will give you money for it personally but also you know like it's good to share some stuff for free too absolutely um and just get one minor nitpick can i can i nitpick something please do frank's nitpick of the day so the stream deck is really well built it has a nice <laughs> okay um, right like metal case uh the the stand is kind of flimsy it's like this small plastic stand um it kind of makes me want to mm-hmm. cut a hole out in my desk and just have it like inset in there like that'd be really yeah, sharp. yeah, yeah. sure I don't, I don't know if i want to like hurt my a... desk that way but... yeah that's it <laughs> but uh yeah but there's one small thing that bugs me and it's the fact that it has stream deck written on top as if you know i'm gonna forget what it is and that kind of bugs me i feel like say for example take I, i'm really happy for example that my ipad doesn't have ipad written on it you know like i know what this thing is yeah your max has macbook pro on it though oh but that stays closed <laughs> yeah but like for most people it doesn't Hmm. But yes, I I take your point. I like the whole like understated design and, you know. <sighs> There's something tasteful about it. I agree. But I you know, like I wonder if I can scrape it off. Might be able to. Hang on. I'm sure there's a YouTube video of like people that have d, you know, de-logofied their Stream Deck or something with a similar silk screening process or whatever i found someone on etsy that makes custom faceplates. oh cool so that, <laughs> well that might be <laughs> that might be an option there is someone for everyone or somebody doing something for everyone is what i mean to say so yeah but all in all the stream deck is really solid and i'm excited to dive into it more that's cool that's that's really neat uh, do, do, do. i am 
I'm looking at it right now on the website. I'm like, oh, this is this is pretty cool. And I could have sworn they used to have like a version that was smaller with maybe just a couple. Yeah, so there's a Stream Deck Mini, I think it's called, which has six buttons. Right. And there's like an XL one that has 30. <laughs> wow. Mine has 15, and I I think that's the right amount of buttons. You think At least be... for now. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Maybe I'll run up against this limit uh, one day. But for now, uh, the way I have it set up, actually, you know how I mentioned that I have like one one thing set up on this thing? I actually mm-hmm. have two. So I have a folder, and inside the folder is the podcast setup. So You can do the, folders, I, huh? Yeah, so you can do folders, um, and you can nest folders and folders. So I guess you can technically have like an infinite amount of things. But uh, yeah. That feels like the kind of thing. So that reminds me a little bit of... Um... What was the name of the app or the name of the app on iOS where you can um, launch center? Yeah, launch center pro. It it does. It does remind me of that. Yeah. Yeah. It's one of those things where eventually I, uh, uh, I had to give up on it just because I would spend so much time fiddling on it with it, you know, just trying to like. Oh, what can I do with this? And can I make it do that? And I just, you know, no. Uh, And that's where something like, you know what? Um, So we were talking about drafts. Drafts has a directory of like, here's just, you know, useful actions that you can install. And Mm -hmm. uh, Alfred does the same thing with their uh, workflow directory. And it's just like people curating their sort of good ideas and sharing them and saying like here's one way you can use it that just gives you a bunch of other ideas um shortcuts on ios is another one where you can share um but then that's just like more task management of the stuff that i'm using for my task management (laughs) you know what i mean like i'm tired of being a project manager i want to do less project management and more like doing so it's this rabbit hole, especially when it comes to automation. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, uh, I feel like I'm not exactly um, totally bought into the automation stuff. I like it. It can be really handy. Uh, but there's something I worry that I would end up relying too much on it. You know what I mean? And then oh, yeah. I would, and then like if, I end up in a situation where I can't, I don't have access to that automation. I'd just be completely lost. Like I used or, to be able to walk around and not have to like pull out a map from my, you know, on my iPhone. I can't do that anymore. You know, like that right. kind of thing. Right. You know exactly where you're going, but you still set the GPS. Exactly. Um, I feel you. Yeah. Yeah. You tell yourself, like, imagine how much more productive I'll be once I get this thing set up. And then, like, two hours later, hashtag meaningful productivity. Yeah, I would say, like, you know what? That could be something that I toss into my someday maybe list, but I totally deleted that. What? Yeah, I did it. I did it. I know that that's it. Like, that's one of those. I won't won't tell David Allen. Well, don't. Don't. But, um, 
it just wasn't working for me, I think, because of my own uh, approaches and, and you know, anxieties and whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so just to why don't you tell us what a someday maybe list is for uh, before I, I start digging into this? So a someday maybe list is a list on which you put things that you can't do right now, but you want to see at regular intervals so as to maybe promote it to a project. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, and maybe you never get around to it, but like, it's it's kind of like a almost like a wish list slash backlog of things that at you least want to tackle. It's in there and it's off your mind. In theory, in theory, that's the thing. Um, and by default, OmniFocus ships, I, I think, with a someday maybe list. I think I could be wrong about that, but I think so. Um. So as with OmniFocus, because like the inbox is a keystroke away, like it's really easy to dump stuff and then like transfer it to your someday maybe list, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then I do a weekly retro, a weekly review, and part of that involves reviewing the someday maybe list, right? Right. I noticed, and this is why, in in theory, the idea of a someday maybe list is great. But in practice, what was happening for me was that I'd put stuff in there. And I never actually would promote it from someday maybe to like an actual project. It was maybe that happened once in the years that I've been using. <laughs> I also almost never deleted an idea except for like, you know, when I would kind of like just rage delete my entire OmniFocus database to start from scratch. Hmm. Um the only thing I've ever actually done in interacting with a someday maybe list was like, here's a project that I've got and I'll demote it to someday maybe because it was just like sitting there being reviewed and nothing was happening. So essentially what I end up with is like there's a list of projects that they're they're neither important nor urgent enough to tackle, right? But I'm seeing them week after week after week after week after week. They're always on the radar, Right. Right. So my system's telling me, hey, 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 don't forget about this. Hey, 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 this is something that you want, maybe want to take a look at, you know? So, and it was getting really, really dis, uh, dis, just distracting. And I've talked about how, like, I'm, I, I succumb to distractions like this, you know? And I just say, like, oh, you know what? I'm going to, let me tackle this. Let me just, like, create a new project and, and work on this. And, you know, then I get sidetracked from the, the stuff that I wanted to work on. And instead, and I've talked about this a little bit before, um, what I've realized works really well for me is if I have an idea mm-hmm. for a new project, a new goal, a new whatever, um, think about it and then throw it away and ignore it. If it comes back, okay, that's signal. You know, that's interesting. Let me think about it some more. But probably throw it away again one more time. Hmm. If it comes back to me a third time, then it's just kind of like, no, no, this keeps bubbling up. There's a reason this keeps coming back. So make the project. Do the thing. Because it's that's when you know that there's something valuable. Otherwise, all I'm doing is just kind of like, uh, you know, 
like just barfing projects, you know, potential <laughs> projects into my someday maybe list that I keep getting reminded of. And I don't have this like organic ability to um, let the separate the wheat from the chaff, if you want. Do you know right. what I mean? I mean, so, you're, you're, you're already having like far too many ideas, even without the I am someday an, maybe list. Yeah, it turns out I'm an idea machine. I'm really not though. Like it's, I, you know, it, really the issue is that I'm I'm very easily distracted, you mm. know. And I'll see, oh, like this person mentioned this on Twitter, or you know, like this is a cool GitHub project or whatever. And like, oh, I want to try that. You know, let me get a Raspberry Pi. It's been sitting in a bag next to me for the last I don't know two months. Uh, so this is you know, and this is why I'm not getting a Stream Deck. That's why. <laughs> there That's you go. <laughs> just to, let's tie this all together. That's why I'm not getting a stream deck because I'm going to end up spending like two days setting it up, use it. I'm sure I'll use it. Um, and then I'll be tied to it and useless when it's not connected to my computer. And that'll be time that I've taken away from, you know, working on some of the, the more important projects that really matter. I don't have you know, a boundless time to be able to work on things. And it, I certainly don't have the energy to work on tons of things. Hmm. So I, you know, I've learned that I need to be much more deliberate about things. And uh, someday maybe list was just, it was, it was weirdly draining to go over it. Does that make right. sense? Absolutely. It's probably just it's, me. I don't know. The way, the way I see it is, you kind of saw the someday maybe list as a bunch of potential ideas that you'd like to work on, but but you will literally never have time for. And in a way, it was kind of disappointing. I don't know about disappointing, um, but what it like, I mean, in a way, sure. Yeah, uh, it was kind of disappointing to know that like, oh, I can't tackle these. But what was really happening was... Um, you know, as I said, like this lack of an organic filter or or barrier. It's mm. very easy to put something on a list. Oh, yeah. Know? And then be reminded of it. It's very easy to be reminded of it all the time. But that doesn't give you the 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 perspective you need or the distance you need from your own runaway thoughts to, uh, you know, just say like, no, nah, this is whatever i'm never going to do this whatever so yep. yeah that's my take what's more i mean it takes the same amount of energy to write you know buy milk or start project right yeah but <laughs> that's a really vastly good point. different amounts of time that's an excellent point yeah uh, you know like it is just very easy to capture whatever you're thinking about which is a good thing but it doesn't yeah. I've said before that I think like a little bit of friction you know like if if mm -hmm. omnifocus could like slow down my keyboard depending on like how involved the project I'm thinking about is so that it's <laughs> like the the more work it is like the harder it is to put it into omnifocus or whatever, the less important it is, the feature, harder it feature is. Feature request, yeah, in case. Yeah, get that AI happen, right? AI is going to save everything and also destroy everything. So there we go.
So yeah, that that's. It was weird to delete it, but all good things must come to an end, Frank. Well, I'm glad you did. And in deleting it, you deleted a bunch of anxiety and oof, and a bunch of distraction. And do you feel better? I do feel better. How are you oh, feeling? I feel great. Well, you got a stream deck. You should feel great. <laughs> it's uh, been a lot of fun chatting with you today. Anything else on your mind or anything that you want to share? Where can people find you? Find me on Twitter, at Frankacy. Where can people find you, Angelo? Uh, go to my website, angelostavro.com. And uh, thanks again for listening this week. We'll see you all next time. Peace out, super friends. Have a good one. You've been listening to Make Before Break, a podcast about the struggle in doing meaningful work. If you enjoyed the show, we'd love it if you left a review on iTunes. We don't do ads, so if you'd like to help offset our production costs, you can buy us a coffee. Links are in this episode's show notes. Visit us on the web at makebeforebreak.com, follow us on Twitter at makebeforebreak, or send an email to hello at makebeforebreak.com. Make